Hey, Moving Forward listeners, I'd like to take a quick minute to tell you about my new books. If you've been following the podcast, you'll know that I helped bring my dad's business into the 21st century with Poshmark. I've documented everything we've done so you can start a business right from your closet or expand an existing business with an effective e-commerce solution, even if you don't have a large marketing budget or social media following. The Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses is now available in paperback and for Kindle. You can also find the Poshmark Journal for Individuals and Small Businesses with worksheets to help you manage your inventory and negotiate effectively and confidently on the platform. Both titles are available on Amazon, where you can find quick access links at bemovingforward.com or in my link tree, which is in the show notes for today's episode. Start learning and moving forward today. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 310, and I can't believe we're already into October, but we've got a fun month of episodes planned. But today, I'm going to give a couple more updates on Poshmark, which I talked about last week. I didn't plan to do an update mini-series on Poshmark, but it looks like that's just the way things are unfolding. As a reminder, for those of you who follow the podcast, or even if you're new to the podcast, I will be uh, presenting at PoshFest, which is this weekend, October 2nd and 3rd. The uh, registration information is in the write-up for today's episode. It is virtual this year, so you can pretty much attend it from anywhere you have a good Wi-Fi connection. But I'm going to give some updates, and I did a whole mini-series on Poshmark last year. I'll have that linked in the write-up where I talk about everything from getting started, creating your first listings, to negotiating, to what are Poshmark parties, all these different nuances and features that are available on the mobile app. So today, I'm going to talk a little bit about party strategies. So for those of you who are not familiar with what a party is, and I've had to, I had to go through the exercise of explaining this in the book that uh, I wrote on Poshmark, which I'm in the process right now of pitching to literary agents. But basically, uh, think of a Poshmark party, just as a recap and review, and I have a whole episode on this in the miniseries, is basically this open two-hour flea market, online flea market, and essentially sellers are sharing items that fit the particular theme of the party. So parties happen four times a day. They The first three uh, are based on specific themes or brands. So you can have a Poshmark party that's scheduled for a specific theme, such as jackets and coats or shoes or makeup or uh, dresses. And then there are ones that are brand-specific, tailored to specific brands. And if you have items in your closet that match either the theme or the specific brand that's the subject of the party, then you can share those items out. And what that does is it, it basically curates. It, it's it's a crowdsourced curation of items that people might be looking for if they're interested in finding uh, items within that theme. So sellers as well as buyers are attending these two-hour blocks where they're specifically, and for the buyers, and they may be specifically window shopping or looking for something uh, in the that lines up with the theme, and it's a good time for sellers to really make targeted uh, awareness or targeted sharing of items that fit that particular criteria. The last party of the day, which occurs at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, is a general party. And those are just more generic themes where you can share everything in your closet. And as I talked about on the Poshmark miniseries, when we started on Poshmark, 
we had only had a couple of items. And so we attended, as soon as I learned the benefit of uh, attending a party, I would attend these pretty much every day, whether it was a theme party or the uh, evening party. These days, we've grown our listings to well over 1,200. In fact, we have 1,500 listings uh, 200 over 200 of which have already been sold. So we're at we have about over 1,200 active listings. Because of that, it takes me a lot longer to share those items. And what I have found in terms of uh, effectiveness is that I actually find rather than try to spread myself too thin and attend a party every day, I pick maybe one or two parties a week, and I will share the ones that are specific to our. Uh, listing. So we we sell a lot of event type clothing. My dad's uh, retail business focuses on um, formal wear, a lot of dresses, weddings, and, and proms and special occasions. So there are actually two parties that are very, very specific to the items or the bulk of the items that we've listed. One is a party that's a theme, a theme party based on dresses and skirts. And so I will, uh, whenever that uh, appears on the schedule, and the times will vary in terms of when that particular theme is available, I will uh, make it a point to attend that party. Or the other one that's also a good fit is boutiques. And boutique is a specific type of condition for an item, as opposed to used or new, new without tags. Boutique is a specific condition. listing in which if you tag something as boutique, it means you've bought it from a supplier. You maybe bought it wholesale or wholesale. It means you're not, you may be engaged in the business, uh, the retail business, or you can buy from suppliers on Poshmark or overseas or elsewhere, and then you can list it as boutique. It just simply means you're getting it direct. Uh, and so boutique parties and parties that are specific to the theme of dresses and, and skirts and things like that are the two parties that I look out for. And so I spend my time once or twice a week on those specific parties, and I find that I get more traction that way. And for me, it takes a good hour to share out those listings. And then an additional 10 to 15 minutes, what I do is I share out everything that fits And then I look and see what kind of engagement we've had. We may have new followers. We may have new people who have liked the items. And then we've had people who share them. And what I try to do is I try to reciprocate by sharing their items as well. So that that can take a good, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, depending on how how active it is. The benefit of parties are really threefold. Number one, it keeps your listing active. You may have listed something a couple of weeks, a couple of months, or even over a year ago. Sharing it at a party just kind of keeps it in circulation, especially if it's a specific theme. Number two, uh, I have discovered that the more you share, the more it helps your overall SEO, not just on Poshmark, but in general. In fact, if you search certain criteria, including a specific style number or specific tag, you may find it uh, popping up on Google as a search result. I don't know if that was the intention of Poshmark, but I have found the more sharing you do, the more it actually gives SEO juice to your listing. So that can also be a benefit if someone's just looking for something on Google and they happen to stumble across your Poshmark listing. So uh, the the third, obviously, is just being proactive and just being engaged in the community. The more you share, the more exposure you're giving your particular item to new buyers who may have just come onto Poshmark. 
So really those three things, it's really just keeping your item in circulation, building your SEO, and then exposing that item or making connections with new potential or actual buyers. So that's a, a tweak from the party strategy that I shared uh, last year. I'll share another update uh, in terms of negotiating price. And I have a whole a couple of episodes on pricing and negotiating uh, I shared last year that when someone posts publicly on the comments, uh, queries about price, are you willing to accept this price or is this open to negotiation? Usually my uh, initial tactic was to shy away from that and basically respond that we don't publicly negotiate. And I still hold to that. I, I, I will say and this is just me, other sellers may feel differently, but I feel it best not to negotiate price on the actual comments underneath the listing. Uh, remember, any comments underneath a listing are public. They're visible to anyone on Poshmark. So uh, initially, our strategy was to simply say, if you want, go ahead and tender an offer, and then we will go from there. I've now tweaked that. Now what I do is if someone wants to negotiate, what I will do is I will share that item to that individual. And I talked about this last year. When you share to a specific uh, Poshmark individual, it opens a bundle. And a bundle is simply, think of it as a uh, fitting room where it opens a private chat between you and the buyer with the specific item. And bundles are typically used by buyers who may want to buy more than one item. And I talked about this, bundling items. But a bundle chat uh, or what they call styling, the, the actual Poshmark term is styling, is simply it opens up a private chat room. And we will use that for negotiation. So uh, I have become more flexible about discussing uh, pricing and negotiation before we get to the offer and counteroffer stage. But I use that in the bundle chat because that opens that private chat between buyer and seller. So that's a that's a slight tweak. Last week I talked about packing slips. Uh, we had uh, I was able to try out that feature with a recent sale, and it was actually pretty cool. Essentially, what it does is it it prints out a packing list with the item uh, alongside the uh, packing label, so that uh, you basically just cut it out and just put it in with the item. Uh, so I think that can be useful if someone has bought more than one item, and it's also so it may be useful for you as a seller for inventory purposes. Speaking of shipping, I have found that shipping has gotten better with the post office. It really will depend, but it's still a little topsy-turvy. So uh, I, I recommend if you're getting on Poshmark selling and you're starting now where you've been selling, it's a good idea to let your customers know as you ship out those orders that there may be slight delays. Typically, it's two to three days. And in the early days when we did this, sometimes packages would get there within a day. So, uh, But these days with the post office, it can take a little bit longer. Uh, I want to remind you that PoshFest, again, is this weekend. It is virtual. There is a link in the write-up. I will be presenting on the customer experience. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so if you want the information's in the write-up, which is at bemovingforward.com. And I hope I see a lot of you at PoshFest. I will also link the Poshmark mini-series. So if you want to check that out, learn more about Poshmark and getting started, it will be available as well. Have a great week, and I'll be back next week.